<laughs> Welcome to the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. I am myself, Mo Moonsey. Alongside me, as always, the one, the only, BJ Armstrong. Mo, if you find yourself in water, just make waves. Because right now, I'm coming over the airways. <laughs> <laughs> Mo. BJ, BJ, BJ. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh. Oh, my goodness. Mo, let's not start. Let's just not finish tonight because we got a lot on the plate. I'm telling you, I love the NBA. Good morning, I love NBA these fans. kids. Good morning. Oh, man. Let's, In case oh, you were asleep beautiful. or you missed it, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed, have been eliminated four mm. games to one. Mm. Not just the eight seed Miami Heat, the eight seed Miami Heat who lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the first playing game and had to use a second playing game to get there. They went into mm. Milwaukee. Overtime. 128, mm. 126. Mm. Jimmy Butler, or should I say Himmy Butler? Cause he is him. We question, <laughs> can Jimmy do what he did last time again on the road? 56 in the last game to take a 3-1 lead. Well, guess what? 42 points tonight. He got cooking and he sent the Milwaukee Bucks on a first class flight to Cancun because their season is over. Now we're going to break this down for you. Someone tweeted me asking us to break it down. I said, me and BJ will deliver the autopsy on the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you <laughs> want to go first or shall I? Yeah, Mo, you go first. You know what? Because you said you know the vibes. I so know. You, you know what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you flow. I'm gonna let you flow tonight because this okay. is this is unreal. I would like to take this time to announce my official candidacy for the position of head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. <laughs> now, I may not know as much about basketball as an NBA head coach, but I do know a few things, BJ. I have a okay. few ideas that Coach Mike Budenholzer okay. might like to listen to. Okay. I, would, I have just a few ideas. I have a few ideas. Where should we start? Maybe we should start with, um, you know, not using your challenge in the first three minutes of the game. Maybe that's one to start with. Maybe number two. Uh, when you've got a 16-point lead at home in a game six that you need to win to save your season, don't lose it. Maybe, just maybe, it might be a good idea to run some offense. You can't just give the ball to Giannis on the post every time or give Giannis the ball and say run at the basket every time. That's not offense, okay? And then here's a few better ideas. When the game is tied and there is still time remaining on the clock and the ball goes in and you have the chance to inbound the ball, before you inbound the ball and the clock expires, you have a timeout remaining Maybe, just maybe, call a timeout. Advance the ball mm. to the half court and at least mm. have the chance to win the game. At the very worst, you go to overtime. But at least you give yourself the pos possibility of getting a winner. You've got Giannis. You've got seven-footer in Lopez. You've got Middleton. You've got guys that can make shots. They didn't make shots, though. Let me look at it. 
Look at it. Where we look at it, right? The fourth quarter, I think Drew Holiday must have hit a three with about seven minutes left in the fourth. Over the next 11 minutes of basketball, the remaining seven minutes of the fourth quarter and overtime, Milwaukee made two field goals. So, okay, cool. You've got to overtime. You didn't use a timeout. You didn't take a chance to, you know, win the game. You've gone to overtime. And guess what? You still don't call a timeout. You still don't call a timeout, even though your offense looks more stale than a piece of bread that was left in your kitchen cupboard while you went on holiday for two weeks and came back. You know when the bread goes all hard and you can hit someone over the head with a baguette? Stale. <laughs> Ain't no offense. Ain't no, hold on, guys, guys, look, we're not getting any good looks. Let me draw up a play for you to generate some easy offense. There's no, oh, guys, let me call a timeout and get someone to open shot. It's just Giannis and Inshallah. That ain't going to cut it in the NBA playoffs. Mike Boone and Holzer. I don't even know if you did Ramadan. Your Inshallah ain't working, my brother. Now, mm. the, the end of the game, you're down two. Maybe, this is the last thing I'll say. Maybe, just maybe, call a damn timeout instead of letting Grayson Allen. Oh, BJ, I feel sick watching this. Grayson Allen dribble out the clock to lose the game and your season ends. I am disgusted by what Mike Budenholzer did tonight. Now, don't get me wrong. He can't take all of the blame. He can't take all of the blame. So the players have to take some accountability too. Giannis, 10 from 23 from the free throw line. That's not good enough. But I get it. You're dealing with mm. injuries. You're carrying your team. I get it. I get it completely, right? I get it. Some other guys not making shots. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, zero points in 17 minutes. When you were out here, Bobby, campaigning that you should be the sixth man of the year. Well, if you're a sixth man of the mm. year caliber player, maybe come off the bench and get a damn bucket. Maybe, maybe Joe Ingles, the signing of the offseason for the Bucks. He ain't give them nothing. He only played eight minutes. Jay Crowder, you threw a strop for the entire season, refusing to play in Phoenix. Yet here you are with 18 seconds of game time. But then again, that goes back to who? Coach Mike Budenholzer. So this is my official announcement that tomorrow I will be sending my resume to the owners of the Milwaukee Bucks to tell them I will come and save you because Mike Budenholzer has just coached maybe the worst game I've ever watched any coach ever coach. Ever. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Well, well, Mo, there's no way I can top that. You know, I'm going to buy by the rules when you have, you know, losses like this because they get, you get very emotional. And as you know, Mo, I, I picked the Miami Heat to win it this year. What? And yeah, I picked them, not the Miami Heat. I picked the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks. I was going to say, I don't think there's yeah, anyone the on Bucks. this whole planet. I don't think anyone on yeah, this whole planet that would have picked the Heat. Even hardcore Heat fans. Yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah. to my boy Harry today. One of the biggest Heat fans in the world. And even he didn't pick the Heat to win this series. Yeah, no, I picked the Milwaukee Bucks, as you know. You know, I I, I picked the Milwaukee Bucks um, to win it. But I'm going to buy by this rule. All right. I got I got to I got to cool off for 24 for 24 hours. And after this podcast, I'm going to go back and watch this game again because we've seen not one, but two epic comebacks 
by the Miami Heat. They're down double mm-hmm. digits at home. Mm-hmm. They win. And then double digits on the road. Saw the same thing. Double digits on the road. They and then they come back. And then the Milwaukee Bucks are up big at home and then they lose again. The easiest thing is to point it at the coach. But I, I want to look at it again. I want to kind of remove myself. But I think it's fair to say it's very disappointing because I think everyone in the building, I think the team, I think the way they constructed their team this year to advance, clearly they had a a terrific regular season. They were the number one seed this year. And all of a sudden, you just seen an epic breakdown. I mean, this is more like epic. This I mean, is seed BJ, I don't think I've seen something that made me this crazy since the Clippers lost the 3-1 lead in the bubble. Yeah, I, I mean, I this don't is think one I've of those things. This is, this, I don't even have the words. So it's very unfortunate. I don't know what they're going to do up there in Milwaukee, but I can tell you this. Um, I can assure you that something is going to something is going to be done. Now, what they're going to do, I don't know, but I I was watching this game in amazement. I I was truly amazed. Do you, do you know who else was watching this game in amazement? Who's that? Coach Mike Budenholzer. He had front row seats. He <laughs> he might have even got the popcorn out. Secure the bag. You fumbled the bag now, Mike. From row seats. Didn't even call the timeout. He was just watching. He was just, guys, I'm not calling a timeout. This is a great game. Go on, Jimmy. This is a great game. Let me just watch. (laughs) Yeah, it was quite a a game. But I'm going to tell you what. It was very entertaining for us fans, for us people who were watching the game. uh, It was very enjoyable. I mean, I loved it. I, I... I love the 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 matchups. I mean, Coach Spo, when you're talking about a phenomenal coaching job, wow. I mean, he he oh, figured he, out he something during the course of the season. You see that final play for them to tie the game and go to overtime. Everyone's expecting the Heat to go for a three to win. Instead, he has Jimmy curling off a screen back on himself to get the lob play over the top to send the game to overtime because he recognized he's not being guarded by Giannis. Giannis is guarding the inbounds. He's got Pat Connaughton on him. Let me run him around the screen and just get the lob from over the top. Amazing coaching from Eric Spolster. Well, I, I, you know, this is, you know, when you, when you, you when you have situations like that, and I, I was watching the game on television, obviously, and if you go back, well, when you go back tonight, if you watch the game, Coach Paul just did something like, I, I go, that's a mistake. And the mistake was he put five guy, five guards in the game. And if you watch, if you watch the substitution that was made, he forced, he forced the Milwaukee Bucks to go small. And when he forced them to go small, that allowed Jimmy Butler to be the best athlete behind their biggest player, which was Giannis, who was on the ball. And I immediately said, well, I think that's a mistake because now if there's a loose ball or a free ball, Jimmy Butler is the best athlete Mm -hmm. because Giannis was on the ball. And again, Coach Spo, he dictated what was going to happen. And Brooke Lopez was on the floor. And then they took Brooke Lopez off the floor and they brought in, I think, Pat Connaughton. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's a, I don't like that matchup because if they throw it up in the air, 
because Drew Holiday was guarding him. I was like, he's just not tall enough. He's not big enough. And that's exactly what happened. So give Coach Spo, you know, some nights it's it's your night. It was Coach Spo's night. He was on fire from the sideline. He, Everything he did. He was- coached a great game. Bam Adebayo yes, played did. some great defense on Giannis. Jimmy Butler took Drew Holiday, who is a first-team All-NBA defender. When you ask anyone who's the best defender in the NBA, the players love to say Drew Holiday. Jimmy Butler heard that, and he treated Drew Holiday as if he was I don't know who. He treated Drew Holiday. No, he's too, he's too, he's he couldn't. He's not big enough. Just, just after not, the bucket team would just stare him down. Oh, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not it fair. Yeah, it's but not he fair. did it. It's not fair. That's what I'm saying. I didn't understand. Did I didn't understand the matchup. So, yeah, so let me ask I didn't you this. Understand. This, this is, let me ask you this. Drew's guarding him one on one. The last game they were switching to get Middleton guarding him one on one. Today, Wes Matthews comes back. Wes Matthews is guarding him one on one. You're playing one on one versus Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. You're gonna lose that matchup. Yeah, maybe maybe throw two defenders at him. Maybe try blitz him. Maybe try maybe try double zoom him. Maybe Mike Budenholzer. I don't know. I don't know. BJ. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was it, it Mo. It didn't look. We can second guess all we want. Whatever it is, they stuck with it. Clearly, it didn't work. And Jimmy Butler, you know, you know, I don't think he get an MVP for a first round series. But clearly, Jimmy Butler was the, that, the best that's going to go in down in history. Like the We Believe Warriors, this is going to go down in history yeah, for yeah, that. This was Jimmy a, Butler walked yes. in to an arena facing the best player in the world, the consensus best player in the world, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, pretty much everyone's favorite to win the Eastern Conference, and said, "Uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh, nah." Yeah, you know, remember Jimmy- we were talking about how important it was for the Bucks to have the number one seed, so that in the second round they could avoid Boston or Philly. <laughs> they, they just lost to the team that got in through the play-in, the second game of the play-in. Are they the first team from the play-in to advance through the first round? Yes, I think so. It's it's crazy what Jimmy Butler did in the last two games. Two of the best playoff performances I've seen. Mike Boonholzer, two of the worst coaching performances I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I just can't let him get away with this. This is a crime against basketball, BJ. We've now got to watch a, a playoff run with no Giannis Antetokounmpo. How many seasons have you ever watched the NBA in all your time watching the NBA and the best player in the world hasn't made it out of first round? Yeah, it's... Have you, have you ever seen that before? Yeah, I mean, Mo, I, I'm sure it's happened. I, you know, I don't think... I can't think of anyone right offhand, but you know what? It's happened. And it was... When you look at it, I mean, he only played in two of the games. I mean, technically, I know he played in three of the games. He played 11 or 12 minutes in game one, which he, you know. Oh, oh, of course. But this is why you build a roster and you have depth. And, you know, the Heat, let's yeah. not forget the Heat are missing Tyler Harrow, their, their second I, best scorer, and Victor Oladipo. Like, everyone gets injuries. It's part of the game. That's why you got a team around you. It. That's why you got a coach. So so it was just uh, whatever, whatever the Miami Heat know about the Milwaukee Bucks, clearly, clearly, they know something. And great job by the Heat. Jimmy Butler deserves all the credit. The Miami Heat's team deserves all the credit. Coach Spo was phenomenal. And Giannis you know Haslam contributed with a technical foul off the bench. Yeah, hey, they they, they brought the fight. You mm-hmm. know, you, you know, one of the things you say, stay in the fight. Well, they stayed in it. They they were out. They were down what sixteen or something, Mo, and they just yep. they just hung around and they made shots, big plays, a great 
great win. And I'm looking forward to the next round. I mean, I think they play the New York Knicks, right? The Knicks That's right. We're going back to some some old school basketball yeah, now. Yeah, Knicks yeah, and the yeah, Heat yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, right? Now exactly. we're talking. So, huh? you know. And we're opening up in New York in the garden. I mean, come oh. on, boy, that's a short flight for you. You 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 gotta do it, right? You you let me know. You get me the ticket, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke, baby. Send me the ticket, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, uh, all right. Speaking of New York, the Knicks won five games. They won four one against Cleveland Cavaliers, one oh six to ninety-five. Tonight they got the victory. BJ, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but what are these coaches doing in the NBA right now? I don't know what I'm seeing and what you're seeing and what people are seeing that they're not seeing, but there was some horrendous coaching from the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, J.B. Bickstaff, as well. Don't get me wrong, it's a team effort and it's a team game. The coach can't solely be blamed. But Tom Thibodeau severely outcoached J.B. Bickstaff in that series. He absolutely destroyed them. You know, he's trapping Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, who were the first two options on offense. And, you know, anytime they're near the sideline or anything, they use that as an extra defender. And they're forcing Evan Mobley to score or make plays. Now, we all know he's a talented kid, but he's not ready for that yet in his career. Like, he's not done it all season long. So now you're expecting him to do it in an elimination game in the playoffs. I mean, you know, once you take out the two favorite options in the in the Cleveland offense... He had no counters. He had no way to adjust. Um, you know, when when Cleveland's defense did the same thing, the Knicks had the depth and the shooters in their lineups to be able to withstand that. Um, you know, the Knicks had a much better bench, much better depth in this series. I feel like that third spot in the Cleveland roster, whoever plays the three. So you've got Garland and Mitchell at the guards, Allen and Mobley at the bigs. The third spot you're kind of going with is Chetty Osman's going to give us offense, Isaac Okora is going to give us defense. Maybe we're going to sprinkle some Karis Levert in there. You don't know what you're going to get from him on a nightly basis. But it was an interesting series. I think the thing that comes down to me is the Knicks just bullied them. The Knicks bullied them on the boards. The Knicks bullied them in terms of physicality. And they targeted Donovan Mitchell on defense. And they just bullied them. And they won the series. What were your thoughts on it? Well, congratulations to the Knicks. I mean, wow. What 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 a and, and what congratulations an to you for predicting this. Yeah, I well, you know, who knows these things. You know, you just say things and you got a 50-50 shot. You never know. But it, you know, I got to give it to this kid, you know, this kid Brunson. Okay. Wow. Like wow. Like I I mean, I I don't know what to say. I mean, he has stepped in. I mean, it's been flawless. But you say it doesn't get any better than this. What a pickup. He's been clutch all year. He's been clutch in the playoffs. I mean, he's 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 he is their stabilizing player that clearly can score in crunch time. They play around him. And then you start getting, you know, you know, the kid, what is it? Jason Hart, and, Josh and Hart, Josh Hart, and and, and and RJ Barrett. But the the one thing that stood out to me is Mitchell Robertson. I mean, Mitchell Robertson. Okay, eighteen rebounds tonight, three block shots. He was a stabilizing force in the interior 
versus their Twin Towers, their version of the Twin Towers. I mean, he was he was sensational all series. And he seemed to have gotten better and better as the games went on. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had 18 rebounds tonight. And he did a, a phenomenal job again versus Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. He was phenomenal, okay? I know those guys didn't get a lot of touches. I think that both of them only got up like six shots or so. However, if you say what was the key to them winning this series, it was the incredible interior play and defensive presence of Mitch Robinson. I thought he was phenomenal. Okay. He was phenomenal. And the I don't depth know how many of offensive rebounds he got. Yeah. I don't know. Throughout the series as well. Wait, Why do you check that? He was incredible. Throughout the series as well, Isaiah Hartenstein coming off the bench as the backup big who they took from the Clippers over the summer. He was fantastic as well. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, he didn't have big numbers. He didn't have big numbers tonight, but he comes in, he plays hard. I mean, Mo, he plays hard and he plays his role. And like I said, you know, Jalen Brunson, I mean, he really has, he stabilized the team and they know they can score down the stretch, which is important. And if other guys come in like quickly, I mean, you know, quickly is 19 or 20 points off the bench. Juice when you ride in, in the last game. Yeah, Obi Toppin Grimes double figures. early games. Yeah, I mean, those, and, those and those shout out to important. RJ Barrett as well. You know, it was a, a tough start to the playoffs for him this year, but he figured it out. RJ Barrett is a pro. Like, I, 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 you know what I like about RJ Barrett? And the reason I, I identified him as a professional is because he doesn't have to score to contribute to the game. And we make so much of when he doesn't score, like tonight, he had like 20, 21 points or so. But he contributes to the game, whether he scores or not, because the way he plays hard, he defends, he gives you maximum effort. And he's a high, I mean, his basketball, I mean, you could tell he gets it. He gets the game plan. And he comes out and he plays. So that, that was a terrific, terrific um, win by them, the series. I thought they played well. They handled at home. They won two games on the road. I mean, Mo, that was that's a big time effort by this uh, New York Knicks team. Man, big time. They're going to meet the Heat in the next round, and we'll talk about that a little bit closer to the series tipping off. Because over in the West, the Lakers had the chance to close out the Memphis Grizzlies on the road, but they lost one sixteen to ninety nine. As Memphis did a great job in defending their home court and extending the series, and now they head back to LA. A quick turnaround. They'll play on Friday night um, in game number six. And it was, it was an interesting game. Like they're all interesting. Desmond Bain and John Morant, 33 and 31 points, respectively. The guard duo for the Memphis Grizzlies playing absolutely fantastic basketball. Um, you know, the the Lakers, in the early goings of the game, it was a very fast pace, which I think suited the Grizzlies. LeBron started very slow. I think he started this game one from seven. Uh, he obviously ended mm -hmm. up with only 15 points. Five of 17 from the field, one of nine from mm -hmm. three, and five mm -hmm. turnovers. Mm -hmm. That's going to be buried in the media because Jimmy mm -hmm. Butler just went crazy. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you've got the chance to eliminate this team who's been talking all this rubbish about you. And you put up 15 points, one from nine from three, five turnovers. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. They better win the series. That's all I'm going to say. I don't. I can't recall because we, you know, we do the podcast, day, but I know we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this, and I think I 
told you after the win the other night. I think I told you. I, well, I don't think. I know I told I, you. I don't I think said, it was on the show. What, I think it was on the phone. Yeah, I, I, I told you this. I said, Mo, at some point, youth will be served. Oh, These guys are show, young. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The youth, youth will be served. Okay. And the reason I'm saying this, Mo, is because let me tell you something. You know, geography, I'm, you know, because you're there in, in the UK and I'm here. That's a tough trip from L.A. to Tennessee, the Tennessee back to L.A. And, and people don't realize Memphis should be an Eastern Conference team. Like geographically, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in that's the what Eastern I'm saying. Conference. Mo, Mo. Just they're not because they moved from Vancouver. Okay. Now, Mo, I, I, I'm just telling you, I'm just, Mo, I don't care if you're young. That's a tough travel from Memphis back to L.A., L.A., Back to Memphis. Tomorrow is going to be a travel day for them. Mm-hmm. And then they got to play again on Friday. And then they got to turn around if they lose at home and go back to Memphis. Mo, that's a tough turnaround. That's a tough turnaround for anyone. But when you're young, Mo, you send you you, you tend to bounce back a little quicker than when you're older. Now, I'm telling you this, and I told you this, and I want to say it again. I thought for sure that Memphis would win big. Tonight. Why? That's a tough turnaround, Mo. That overtime, they went overtime in game, what, four? And then that most pivotal game is game five. Because game five is always one of those games, more times than that, who, who wins that. Percentage-wise, you have a you know a better chance to win the series. Now, Mo, game six is game seven for the Lakers. Okay. I'm telling you, Mo, game six, now, do I think they can win the game? Yes, I do, Mo. I do think, right? The, they have the fans, da-da-da, da-da-da. But and let me Le- tell LeBron you isn't going to stink up the joint like he did tonight again. Yeah, okay, but Mo, okay. Do I think he's going to stink it up? Absolutely not. But Definitely here's not. what I'm going to look for. Mm-hmm. Fatigue will set in, and I think it will favor the Memphis Grizzlies. The Lakers cannot afford to get down big like by down 10 or 15 in the first half, then they got to play back in the game and then finish the game. In this now, in this if, series, whoever's won the first quarter has gone on to win the game, I believe. Okay, that's all I'm saying. If Memphis comes out and they get up big, I think the Lakers have to, because the Lakers have to do this. They can't leave it all out on the court on Friday knowing they got to go back in a two-hour time change, yep. fly all the way back to Memphis, and then play an early game. Yep. Oh, that does not favor the Lakers. So, you know, this is going back to coaching. Let's talk about Darvin Ham. Uh, one thing I noticed in this game, right? The Lakers got back into it. I think they were down like 18 points at the end of the third. The Grizzlies went crazy from three. The Lakers cut the lead down to just one point. Mm-hmm. And then Darvin Ham went away from what was working. Now, I understand. Anthony Davis needs to get his rest at some point in the game. But when you've got all that momentum, you might want to leave him in for a couple more possessions because after he left the game, the Grizzlies went and scored, I think it was like three straight possessions. I don't know why they've got Mo Bamba sitting on the bench and not doing anything when he could actually be in giving you minutes when AD is resting. He can protect the rim. He can space the floor on offense. I would like to see a little bit of Mo Bamba if they're going to have a, you know, if they're going to, be able to rest AD. I also think AD's rest should be cut up into shorter chunks so that the Grizzlies can't make runs because the Lakers are a much better team, obviously, when Anthony Davis is on the court. 
I don't know why Mobamba is getting DMPs. Uh, Shaq Harrison got in the game a little bit garbage time, but uh, we saw some Wenyan Gabriel. But I want to see some Mobamba, man. Free Mo. Let him, let him get on the court and ball out. Hey, that's why you get paid the big bucks, Mo. You, you, I get you know, paid I, literally I don't question pennies what these guys compared do. to Darvinham. But I, I, all I know is whatever it is, it is. But the Lakers better win that game. <laughs> They yep. better win game six. Now, BJ doesn't believe me, but I think Luke Kennard is a big, uh, big factor for Memphis here. No, it's not that I don't yeah, believe um, you. It's not that I don't believe. I you. said this I him earlier. Well. He said if they're relying on Luke Kennard, they're in trouble. But Luke Kennard and his three-point shooting is a big factor in what's allowing the um, the offense of the Grizzlies to be so successful. Right? He shot sixty-six percent from three tonight. Um, he's a great three-point shooter. I think he had the highest three-point shooting percentage in the league this season again. Um, he was a plus 26. Um, over the series, he's a plus 39 with Luke Kennard on the floor, and they're a minus 21 with Dylan Brooks. The Lakers aren't even worried about Dylan Brooks when they're, when they're on defense. They just leave him wide open. They don't care if he's shooting, right? If Luke Kennard, who left the game with a shoulder injury and didn't return, isn't healthy for that game, it gets a whole lot more difficult for Memphis because you want someone like Kennard out, out there to stretch the defense, allow Jar to have his driving lanes to get inside, and to be an outlet for when the defense collapses. So that's the thing I'll be keeping an eye on for Memphis in that next game going forwards. Unless, you know, Santiago Dama or or John Concha want to heat up from downtown, but I don't know if we're going to uh, see that happening in this series. Uh, I think the Lakers take game six. I hope they have to. They have to. They have to. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. And we will be there to see it. Yeah, I agree with that. But, Mo, it's going to be a tough one. That's going to be, whoo, that's going to be, I, I'm telling you this, Mo, you know, put it like this. When you get in your mid-30s, Mo, it's, this is almost like a back-to-back. So they got to fly all the way back and get ready to go full tilt Friday night. Like, and you know, John Moran is just, you know, the guy could just run all day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, mm-hmm. mean, Mo, I mean, Mo, that's like... Did you see that alley where he literally almost jumped over I, LeBron? That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I, I remember, I remember when I was in my, you know, 30s, you know, 33 or so. And I think my final playoff series was against Allen Iverson. And I just remember, Mo, we, you know, I just remember having like a day off in between and it just didn't matter like the ice didn't matter the recovery (laughs) (laughs) didn't matter (laughs) like well like the game plan didn't matter well the guy was just running like he was just skating around you know and i was like you know what youth it's good to be young it's good i i don't i i mean well this guy just keeps running now i i don't know hopefully AD and LeBron and those guys, but I'm telling you, Mo, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, well, just the energy that you're going to have to play with. Not to, in addition to the energy, you got to make shots. Mm-hmm. You got to give second efforts. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned here because that young man, John Morant, he just plays with so much energy. And Mo, when you're 35, 36, I mean, what is LeBron? 38? 38. But he's not I really mean, 38, though. He's like 28. He's not really He's like 28? Okay. He's like 28. Well, but he looked 38 you know, tonight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you know what? But 
whatever they need to do, here it is. We'll be there Friday night to watch. Well, the final game that was on tonight was game oh, five wow. between the Warriors and the Kings. And what a game that was. I, 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 you know what, Mo, that deserves a clap. I, 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 I literally, after the game, I got up and I clapped. I, I mean, what, what, I mean, what <laughs> PJ, do split? you clap when the plane lands? No. All right, good. Just had to check because there's some weird people out there in oh, the world. Yeah, I just it, had to check. Is that who it is? is that, it, I, I've it, never heard of that, actually. You never heard of that? There are some very weird people in this world, PJ, that clap when the plane lands. It's well, ridiculous. Hey, but but let's not get sidetracked, right? Okay. The, the worst road team in the NBA this season went on the road and won. The Warriors took it 123 to 116. And my player of the game. Oh, if it's not Kevon Looney, I'm 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 Why hanging. Are you ruining the surprise. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Because 22 sure rebounds and seven assists. Just just oh, wow. by the way, 22 rebounds. Insane. Kevin Looney was making score, he, he only scored four points. But it's about impacting winning. It's about impacting winning. Kavon Looney, listen, he's he's only six foot nine as well. It's not like he's a seven foot three guy getting all these rebounds. Controlled the boards. Every time that they went to a screen roll, the Kings couldn't stop the Warriors screen roll. And anytime Draymond and Looney got the ball, they would make the right read, make the right play. And the Warriors collapsed the defense, found their shooters. They started off a little bit rough, a lot of turnovers in the early going. Also interesting to note that they brought Draymond Green off the bench once again. They're feeling this lineup with Jordan Poole in. Um, in this for 21 season. points. For 21 points. This is what I was going to say. The last time he did that was Christmas 2019. And I think that was the year when Steph and Clay were both out injured. So Draymond's not done that. He was more aggressive in game four. He said that he felt like he should have had 20 in the last game. But in game five, he had, um, you know, the, the moment I knew that the Warriors won this game is when I saw him hit a three. When he hit three, I was like, okay, the Warriors have won this. Draymond had 21. Steph Curry had 31. Clutch down the stretch. Wiggins had 25. Uh, no, Wiggins had 20. Clay Thompson had 25. Some timely big shots. Gary Payton had eight. It was just a great team effort from those guys. It was, it was a necessary win for them because now they have the chance to go home where they're insanely strong and close it. And for a team who most of the players are making their first appearance in the playoffs in the Kings, they're kind of a little bit rattled now because they're in a hole. They won the first two games and now the Warriors have just won three straight games. And they're going home to close out the series. I think Steve Kerr is 5-0 and um, in series where they win game five. So here we are. What were your takeaways from a Kings perspective? Well, you know, Mo, it, 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 I'm, I'm going to go back to game three. That was it. If 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 they go on to lose this series, they're going to look at game three and say, we didn't respond the way a team needed to respond at a very critical moment. On the other hand, the Warriors responded in a way that a team who said, okay, they, they held serve at home. Nothing would nothing happened. But when you have a when you have a team on the ropes, they were they were down Draymond. Mm -hmm. And they were down Gary Payton. See mm -hmm. that that 
it, you know, like that's kind of got lost in the in the in the whole thing here. They were down two contributing players and still beat them. That to me said what I needed to see was like, okay, when you have a team down, Mo, I don't care what it is, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta close that deal. Mm-hmm. Draymond was out and Gary Payton was out, and they still lost. And they didn't play well, like, at all. I mean, they lost, like, you know, it wasn't, like, a close game. You know, they came back and bounced back in game four. But that was the time where you said, you know what, we can we can start this series. We can bring the fight to the game. Now, the Warriors, on the other hand, they survived it. And it's the one thing I'm going to say about the Warriors and the Steve Kerr coach team. They're not going to beat themselves. You got to beat them. And Sacramento hasn't done that since game two. Now, the the the, the most amazing thing is now they've lost three games in a row. Mm-hmm. And that's what, to me, what says about the difference between the Warriors and Sacramento. The Warriors, they didn't panic. They, they, they showed you what, what it takes to be a champion. I mean, when you, you want to know what a champion looks like, just look at the Warriors. And you you know, Mo, I, I say it, and I, and I probably say it too much. What you did in the regular season, the, the, it always starts 0-0. They were the worst road team yep. in the regular season. They're one and, and two on the road Mo, now. <laughs> They're one and, and two. <laughs> no, Mo, now you're looking at them going, okay. You, you they they hit I mean? some just, really, really tough shots down the stretch. Mo, Mo, on Mo, the road. Uh, the cowbells okay. going. The beam almost okay. ready to be lit. Steph Curry, wow. Clay Thompson, wow. Wiggins hit some big time shots, but I'm gonna big tell you time. something. Those guys are all stars. Mm-hmm. Kavon Looney was an all star in his role. Kavon a Looney, Looney one. We call him a Looney one. Looney, he was an all star in his role. Okay, so the formula has held true. You need your stars to be great, and you need your role players. To play their role, great. The star player has to be great. Mm-hmm. That's why he's a star player. Mm-hmm. But your role players have to play their role, great. And Kavon Looney, wow. And again, here was an unlikely contribution because I always look for him. Raise your hand if you had Draymond Green scoring 21 points off the bench <laughs> on the road. I didn't see that one coming, Mo. Mm. Well, we just uh, got one stat just to go back to the start of the show. Over the last four games, the Milwaukee Bucks, let's go back to Milwaukee, up until the fourth quarter, they were plus 43. Leave them alone. And in the fourth quarter, they were minus 56. How is that even possible? How is that possible? possible. Well, just go back and watch the tape. You'll see how it's possible. Giannis is doing his post-game press conference, so I want to go and tune into that. We've got one more thing to talk about, the Hawks and the Celtics tonight. Game number six on the road in Atlanta. Can the Celtics well, we know you're gonna handle pick, business? You're going to pick Atlanta. Why don't you just say yeah. it? Say the, it. The Hawks, are gonna win. the Hawks are going to win tonight. Hawks are going to win. Okay. Hawks right. are win. So we, got, we got that off. We got that off. There the we go. Now, let's, we go. Talk, let's talk about the game for real. <laughs> you know, Mo, that, that was... DeJounte Murray returns. <laughs> okay. I... 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 I, I just hope that your Celtics take care of business. That's all I'm going to say. Same. Same. 
That's all I can say too. I'm a, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. I'm looking at you, Jason. I'm a little Tatum. concerned. I'm, 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 look, I'm a little concerned. But I hope your Celtics take care of business. Yeah. Because I, I don't because feel the, 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 the other Atlanta Hawks is, don't have anything to lose. The other thing is as well now. Okay. If you don't win this series, first of all, your season's a failure. Second of all, if you win this series, you're going up against a Philly team where Embiid may or may not be injured. We don't really know the full extent of his knee injury yet. And then you're going on to the conference finals to face either a hobbled Julius Randle-led Knicks team or a Miami team without Tyler Harrow to get back to the NBA Finals. The spotlight is on you, Jason Tatum, Joe Mazzula, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. The spotlight's on you guys. That's all. We'll Take find out tomorrow. It's, it's, one game at a time. There's only one game tomorrow and it's early tip-off, so I'm actually really excited to get some sleep after that game. Yeah. But we will yeah. be back tomorrow with another episode. So that is everything from today's show. I could talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their meltdown for another hour, but unfortunately it's 7 a.m. Oh, I've got to get great. some sleep. Yes, um, yes, yes. We'll be back. And, and there's only one game tomorrow, so we can circle back to Milwaukee. BJ wants to rewatch the game. So we will circle back. And uh, in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, appreciate you guys rocking with us uh, leave us five star reviews and ratings and subscriptions all of that really helps us grow this show and keep doing what we do and in the meantime unlike Milwaukee in the fourth quarter and overtime get buckets <laughs>